Happy early morning all. This is Blonde Haired Girl and I am going to do a very early morning rambling on imagination. I have heard from several sources and that's when I start to believe something is actually indeed true. Is when I hear it from several sources. I hear it from this person and this person and this person. So when I hear it from like five different people, especially five different people who have excelled in their life. Excelling as in they have practiced their craft to a point where they are living a genuinely happy life with abundance in every area. I guess that's what I would consider success. Um, that they have practiced and and are happy. I think that happiness is actually joy, happiness, um, health, like, you know, and vitality. I think those are the things that, that equate for success, in my opinion, you know, along with abundant, you know, finances, um, people, you know, supporting their craft because they're really good at it and they're really legitimate and people it's like a win-win for everyone actually like I'm just going to use Abraham Hicks as a as an example so yeah I get these um I get these advertisements because I'm part of her her um emailing person I guess I mean, as in, I get her emails, <laughs> and she sends me this email about this cruise, you know, and and it's not a terrible like to to go to one of her conferences. It's about two hundred and fifty dollars to go, like sit in a day half day um, workshop. She and which I think is really affordable, in the sense that that what you are gaining from that. I mean, it's just like this invaluable knowledge, you know, so it's a win for the person. It's a win for Abraham Hicks. It's a win for the venue. It's a win for everyone. Just win, win, win. Everybody's winning. <laughs> and so this is what I consider success is when everyone is, is winning. Um, and so back to the imagination. So I've heard from like several different sources about our imagination and, and that that is where creation begins. And I've talked a, a lot in my, in my YouTubes about this idea of, of sound. We actually don't hear unless, unless something does not make a sound, unless there is a receptor to hear it. And so and then I'm starting to think, I'm not entirely sure what we're seeing, except that there's a receptor to see it or perceive it. Um, anyway, I have all these like really freaky ideas going on in my head right now. Um, but I'm starting to think that our, our actual future, what we future live in our future is actually created from our imagination. And 
a lot of people aren't necessarily creating because they're just living and they think that life happens to them and that they have no power over it. And so they're just, you know, thinking, not really thinking about their thoughts, feeling, not really thinking about their feelings and um, just living their life. And I know this because I've spent the majority of my life living this way. Uh, I, I think on some level I knew about these concepts. I mean, one of the things that I always knew was that it was there, but I just couldn't see it, whatever it was. I knew that I had everything I wanted or needed. And I would have said in my head, probably, I have everything I need. Um, I just can't see it. And especially when I'd be looking for something. Like, um, I would be looking for a hair tie. Look, look, look. And then I wouldn't find it. And then one day I'm cleaning out my hair tie. And voila, there it is. It's sitting, you know, under my seat that I looked, um, you know, 20 times under. Um, and so, I mean, I was really just very much living by, by just life is happening to me. And I remember I started to wonder when I would pray I would pray and I would ask for something like, what should I do? <laughs> and this is, this is really kind of silly, but, and then this voice from the matrix, the Oracle would say to me in my head, um, make up your own damn mind. <laughs> I know it's sacrilege, but anyway, <laughs> It would say, like, make up your own damn mind. It was like, I started to get the sense that, that God had given me life and trusted me to know what I wanted from this life. It makes me actually cry. <laughs> New, knows, trust me, that I know what I want in my life and just do it. Like, decide. You make up your mind and... And then, it, you know, and then apparently these, somehow the universe makes it happen. Somehow God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, makes it happen. So we decide what we want. We decide what we want our life to look like. And then the universe is working in the background to make that happen. And one of the things that is very important is that we get out of the way of that, which is really challenging for for me. I'm going to talk only for myself because I don't know how other people are, but I mean, I'm guessing they're like me, but I don't know. Just getting out of that process. Um, Abraham Hicks had said, you know, get out of the fix it process forever. Just get out of fixing it. Um, just hand it over. Like they actually say this in Christianity, give it to Jesus, you know, give it to God. Um, let go of the things we cannot control. And, and it, they just have a way of working out. And that is not that we sit at home and do nothing. What ends up happening is we get these impulses. We get these impulses to do things. Like I get inspirations to do things. And then I do them. And so I have a number of things that I have gotten impulses to do that I have just out there that I am trusting the universe with them. And just trusting the universe with them to um, have whatever is meant to be, be whatever is meant to be. I mean, actually, in a general sense. 
Um, so, so I had noticed in my life that I, I, over the years, I had this future self that I was really, that I knew someday that I would live into. I knew what I felt like. I knew what I felt like in my body. I knew how I was going to dress. I knew, and then it sort of, I, I sort of knew that I would somehow be speaking about a, a topic. And I had been writing for years, writing, 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 sort of editorials, like sort of um, editing these human experiences that um, that I noticed, um, like short stories, editorial type things. And I also get things in pictures. I get I get these ideas and pictures and and if I were a really good artist it would be so great but I'm not and when I have actually handed it over to an artist it has been very challenging for them to make it look the way I have it in my imagination like nearly impossible so I've given up on that so I I try to describe it in words instead of images and all my pictures in my in my books to this point are just, you know, real pictures. And so I I had gotten the name Blonde Haired Girl from an episode of Charlie Brown that I thought was so sweet. It was a Valentine's Day episode and he he really, really liked the little red haired girl. <laughs> he really liked her a lot. And he was trying to build up the courage to give her a Valentine. And I, I vaguely remember something about gloves, but I'm not sure <laughs> about the gloves. Anyway, and I just switched it to blonde-haired girl. I had been called the blonde-haired girl, the blonde-haired lady my whole life. And so it just sort of fit, and I like it. I like the name a lot, except I will tell it, I will say on my YouTubes, I noticed that when you pull up blonde hair girl, some, um, some like not very <laughs> savory things come up <laughs> and it kind of makes me laugh because mine is very innocent. Um, my, my, um, brand, my name is very innocent. It's not meant to be taken in that way. <laughs> anyway, so um, so I had talked and I can't remember even what I've talked about in this episode, but I'm, I had, I had, this is my second attempt at this. So I'm going to, I'm going to say this again and I'm not sure if I've already said it, but it doesn't matter. It's worth saying again that things are sort of in our imagination before they come to fruition and I'm starting to wonder if they're not like energetically, like, like really sort of like how it goes is it is energetically sort of around us, like vibrating around us. And I'm starting to wonder like if, if our imaginary life, our imaginary, whatever it is that we're wanting is not vibrating around us. And then it starts to sort of intertwine with our perceived reality until it 
is a is a bigger part of the vibration and then it comes to fruition it comes to actual fruition um i'm going to give an example of something that had happened when i first started trying to actively I called it manifest. I'm not sure if that's like the right thing to call it, but I call it a manifestation. And when I first was doing this, one day I said, I would like to see strawberries, something having to do with strawberries today. So I go through my day and no strawberries, no strawberries. Um, and then I was eating on a strawberry plate and I said something to my son like, oh, do you think this counts for like, you know, a manifestation of strawberries? And we both sort of agreed no. Um, and then that night, one of my best friends sends me a picture of a great big pot of strawberry jam that she was making. It was unbelievable. It was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. It was just crazy. And that was starting the beginning of, of me learning this art. And I've been trying to manifest, and <laughs> it's so funny, a free t-shirt um, from the farmer's market. I have a green one, but I really want this yellow one. And so far, I have not manifested it yet. But I want them to give me one. Because <laughs> I have done so much, like, free advertising on my, on, my, on my YouTubes about farmer's markets. I'm like, I've talked about them incessantly. And I'm, <laughs> I really want that shirt. And that one hasn't happened yet. And so sometimes I'm not really sure what to say about that, like, you know, if something actually hasn't quite manifested yet, you know, I'm, I'm, I just sort of give it up because I've had so many things that have manifested that I, that I, um, that I don't worry about it. So anyway, where this is going is, is that I've heard from like several sources having to do with this idea of imagination and us using our imagination to create the life that we would like to have. And I, I've heard it from several sources. Like, I guess Einstein had spoken of this. Um, Einstein had spoken of this. And I believe that so did um, Tesla. I think Tesla talks about this too. I had read something where he said he had not actually gone into it, but he, he, and I think he actually did. He just didn't know it. But, um, so living in our imagination. So Abraham Hicks would say, <laughs> this is crazy too. This sounds crazy. I'm telling you. That our imagination is not, it's like a download. So our, our imagination is a download from source, from God. That, that really there's nothing that necessarily comes from us. That everything is, is coming to us. It's coming to us. 
even even knowledge like i'm i'm not entirely sure that there's an original thought ever it's like we think we're thinking we actually think we're thinking but i'm not entirely sure what exactly that is um and i'm going to digress just for a second and then i'm getting back on the imagination but i noticed that recently my brain has been doing this thing where it goes to something catastrophic and I know that I don't want to think about that. So it goes to something catastrophic. I know that I don't want to think about it, but my brain is just like locked down to it. And so what I've been doing is really making friends with it. I see you. I know you're there. I know you're there to protect me. And I make friends with it and I talk to it and I try to soothe it back into into that that's not actually reality because if you look around if you look around if you really look around and not at the news not at the news I'm not talking about the news but if you really really look around you there's not really a whole lot actually happening (laughs) I mean there's a lot happening like you know birds and cars moving and people moving and stuff but like these catastrophic thoughts like these catastrophic this horrible thing that happened like you know how many tsunamis do we really have you know if we have a a really bad tsunami three times even a year it's and it's not a year um i remember that when i was a a flight attendant when I was really young and a pilot told me, you know, you have a one in 7,000 chance of being in a plane crash today. And I thought, well, those are pretty good odds. One in 7,000. <laughs> so if you really like where to do the statistics about all the things that we worry about, all the catastrophes that we worry about, it's like they're there. The statistics are not very high. And so, okay, so back to the imagination. So we, this has been my practice. I've been imagining myself recently. I've been imagining myself in my dream life, doing what I love to do. You know, having my books be enjoyed by 300,000 people to, to start out with. And, and even a hundred thousand would be just so great. And, and I, I imagine, you know, this person that I would like to experience. I imagine what it would like to be in his proximity and talking with him, which is actually the most exciting part for me. That's the most exciting part for me is just to have a conversation with him. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. I can't even imagine how crazy cool that would be. And I imagine a lot of laughter. (laughs) I imagine us laughing a lot. But anyway, and I've been just living in my, in my imagination and, um, I'm really enjoying that. And 
yesterday I was, I went for a hike with one of my best friends. So we're hiking along and we're talking because while she likes her job, she really, really, really wants to open a dog sanctuary. She loves dogs. She is, she actually would donate money to Corgi funds. (laughs) I thought that was the coolest thing ever. She stops for every dog that comes along. She loves dogs and she really wants to open a dog sanctuary. And we got to talking about that on our hike. We got to talking about if everyone was doing what they loved to do to the capacity with which they loved to do, like to their greatest capacity. Can you imagine what the world would be like? I mean, is there anything more heavenly, honestly? It's like, so it sort of starts in our imagination. What is it that we just love to think about? What do we love to think about? What do I love to think about? I love to think about ideas. I absolutely adore ideas. I adore them. And I know they're always going to be morphing and they're always going to be going to something else because quite frankly, what I have learned is the more I know, the less I know. That is just the rule. The more I know, the less I know in this life. I, I, it's like this, this well that just, you go down into it and just gets deeper and deeper and deeper understandings of things. Like, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. And some of this stuff is like really the one thing that I find a bit challenging is the fact that it, that I cannot see it. Like I actually cannot see, I cannot see to my knowledge, like different dimensions. I don't see auras. I don't. Um, and so, and so what I believe the future, the very near future, like this isn't the far future like the very near future, because we create it. We create it. We create it. So if we collectively believed that people could be healed of their diseases, if they could, their bodies could be healed, we could have loving, wonderful relationships. We could um, do what we love to do every day, wake up when we want to wake up, not to an alarm clock work, you know, do our work when we want to do it, um, that we could do what we love to do, that we could love the people that we love, freely love who we love, and live where we want to live. If we, you know, we're able to live into our choices, and I I mean, it is just such a great life. It's such a great life. Like, I cannot imagine any other reason for us to be here. Like, I think about myself as a parent, and I, you know, I'm not God. I'm just a parent. I was just a catalyst from which my my children came to the planet. But I didn't have them come here except to experience life here and have the best life they could have. 
I really want them to enjoy their life. I want them to be happy. I want happiness for them. You know, and sometimes I, you know, I would say things to them. I just think, you know, like, because my, my, one of my children just really didn't want to go to school, did not want to get up and go to school. And I just said, you know what? You get to go to school. I know you don't want to go every day, but you get to go to school because an education is a wonderful thing. It is a wonderful thing. And also going someplace, going, having a place to actually go is, is a good thing too. I think it's really important for us to have a place to go. This is kind of like what happens with retired people. It seems like retired people are either, you know, thrive or they just die because they, they don't know what to do. And like my mother actually has thrived in her retirement. She is a very busy woman. She does all of these book clubs and she's really active in her church and um, she's a very, very active individual. And so her retirement has been a great thing because she's not really retired. She's still, you know, very, very active. And so having a place to go is really, really good for us and interact with other people. But anyway, I, getting back to this idea of our imagination, it's just a really, really beautiful thing and it's a really beautiful place to be. And then, you know, it really, really gets, gets conditioned out of us. And I, I want to talk about this briefly and then get off of it, but, you know, it's like, don't believe in fairy tales. You know, oh my God, you're Alice in Wonderland, pie in the sky. You know, because I, I have always had ideas and have had this conditioned out of me. And then in the last year, I've been in a very, very different headspace. And it has just been, you know, Jamie, you know, you don't live in reality. And it's like, you are exactly right. I don't, I do not live in reality. I live in a reality, a reality, everyone is living in their own reality, everyone. And along with that, I don't, my reality is sort of this, this imagination and seeming reality all at the same time. Because even when I'm driving throughout my day, it's almost as if I'm in two places at once. I'm, I'm, I'm like, actually, I'm going through my day, I'm doing this, but in my mind, I'm also, that I know that this is temporary because I know that this is going to be here. Although I stay pretty present in my, in my visits because I really believe that I am inspired to be here at this time in this place for a reason. Because I get the opportunity to go into these people's homes. They trust me to come into their home and, and talk about their child's, what they're doing and how, how just a little tweaking of the interaction can make big gains in a child's development, whatever it is. 
I get to do this. People trust me. And it is an honor. It is an honor for me to partake in their, in their life experience. And so, but when I'm driving, <laughs> I'm, I'm like often like dreaming about, or I see, I think habitually seeing my car car, my next car, I know what it's going to look like, and I've been habitually seeing it, and um, and I imagine myself by the ocean, and I imagine myself traveling, and so I live an imaginary and seemingly real reality. <laughs> But anyway, I'm going to end with this. I'm going to reiterate that our our world would be so amazing if people were living and doing what they love to do with the people they loved to do it with, where they would like to be doing it. <laughs> it would just be like heaven on earth, wouldn't it? It would just be a magical existence that I believe that it that it can be. I believe it is. It's us just recognizing recognizing the intent of life itself, which is to exist and to exist abundantly. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna go. I love you guys and that's a wrap.